Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's a show nearly four years in the making, a celebration of our 200th episode, today on Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. If you were tuning in today to hear the special Mimes Unplugged, well, you're out of luck. While you try to get your way out of that glass box, there is some good news. You've stumbled across a very special episode of Soap Central Live. It is our 200th episode. Over the course of today's supersized two-hour episode, you're going to hear some of our favorite moments from the past 200 weeks. If you're a new listener, you'll get an idea of what Soap Central Live is really about. You'll hear bits and pieces of some past shows that you may want to go and check out. But if you are a listener every week or a regular listener, these shows are going to be like a walk down memory lane, and you'll also be getting some behind-the-scenes stories about some of these episodes, so you're definitely going to want to keep listening. There really have been some amazing episodes since we launched back in January 2010. Probably then we have more time to share today, even with a two-hour show. Perhaps, though, the most important thing to remember about Soap Central Live is that it is live, and anything can, and usually does, happen. It also helps when you have a host that likes to stir things up with some surprises, and boy, have there been some surprises. I think the first surprise took place back on April 23rd, 2010. All My Children and now Days of Our Lives star Chriselle Staus got a surprise call from her co-star, Ricky Paul Golden. Um, I think that it was a surprise to everyone, and uh, I couldn't be happier because I have to say, and I know he's going to be on the show, Mm -hmm. I'm his biggest fan. I absolutely love Ricky Paul Golden. I love working with him. He's amazing, and I feel spoiled because I've gotten to work with him for so long, and in soaps normally, you know, it's you work with someone, then you're working with someone else, and and now since I've worked with him for so long, I'd be devastated to, to, you know, ever have us have to break up because we're like best friends. That's, wow, that's, that's really interesting to hear that. that it, certainly, I mean, I don't know that anyone thought that uh, Amanda and Jake would hook up, but we have a, a caller on the line, I guess, who has their opinions of, of Jake and Amanda, so let's bring uh, the caller online. Caller, are you there? Uh, I am here, yeah. <laughs> so I understand you have some thoughts about uh, the couple of Jake and Amanda. 
Yes, well, I um, I first of all, I'm a really big fan of um, of Chris Shell's house. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And I like to watch. I like to watch you on television, and I am a big fan of yours. I don't know about Ricky, but this is Ricky. Here's what do you, what do you mean? It's like, oh my God, this sounds like a weird, like, version of Aiden. And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't know which way to go with uh, with the voice. And I realized I can't make fun of Aiden. We love Aiden. <laughs> I know, but I, I, for a second, I was like, wait a second. There's something similar. I found you out. You can't trick me. I'm, hi, honey. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Well, Chriselle may have clued into who her surprise caller was, but that wasn't the case when One Life to Live's Hillary B. Smith made an April Fool's Day appearance that same year. Uh, before we get into talking a little bit more about this game, we actually have some callers, so I figured let's get some callers through who want to talk to you and uh, we'll see what they have to say. Maybe they have better questions than I do. So let's go to uh, Atlanta. We have Barbara from Atlanta. Barbara, you're on Soap Central Live. <laughs> I can't believe it. You're my favorite soap opera star. Oh, well, thank you, Barbara. Thank oh you very my much. God, I can't believe I'm talking to you. How are you doing down in Atlanta? You guys have just had a hellish winter. Oh, I know. It's been terrible. I, I have a question, though. I was just wondering, if, do you miss your storylines with Lindsay? Oh, of course I do. She was the, she was the girl I love to hate. Are you I some actually, kind of I moron? Like, it is Lindsay. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Push, push. I was wondering if you were going to recognize my voice. Oh, you did a good job. Well, I am an actress after all. You, you know what? You should think about doing acting for a profession. <laughs> you would be really good. So at last we meet. Where are you? Let me start this over. Nora, Lindsay. <laughs> there you go. Where I'm are good. you, I wanted to listen to your interview, and Dan had asked me to call in, and we decided we were going to make a little joke out of it. And I could have really gone on and on, but I didn't want to eat up your show because I know there's other people that want to talk to you. Oh my God, I haven't talked to you so long. Are you kidding me? I, I, I could sit. I could. I could spend the whole hour just talking to you, catching up. I miss you. Where are you? Are you in Vegas? I am on the ranch right now because I got the flu, so I'm just recovering, okay. and then I'm going back to Vegas on Monday because I'm going to see Donnie and Marie on Tuesday night. And um, Give them my love, will you please? Yes, and I, but I'll be home in Vegas on, on Monday, and I just want you to come visit me, and Dan Kroll, you come too. Uh, well, you know I'll be there for the Emmys, certainly, but sure, why not? Uh, I know, but here's the problem. <laughs> I won't be there for the Emmys because that what? is when the Debbie Reynolds um, Museum auction is happening, and I'm going to be in L.A. for that because I am just so excited about that auction. So I'm, I'm going to be there, and unfortunately I'm not going to be in Vegas because I would have loved to have seen you. But, you know, you both can come. I have the Heaven on Earth Lodge there. You know that, right? No. We'll pack our bags. Yes. Yeah. The Heaven on Earth Lodge is my house. Oh, the and, Heaven on Earth Lodge. And, yeah, and well, that's I the Heaven on Earth it, Lodge. Know. Yes. And you the are Puss 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 cordially Palace. invited, huh? The Puss Puss Palace. The Puss Puss Palace. <laughs> 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 hey, this is a family right. show now. Be careful. 
<laughs> it is at least for for the first twenty minutes. After that, we uh, we go wild. So be prepared. Yeah, goes to hell in a handbasket, Dan. We all know that. Hillary wasn't just on the receding end of a bit of silliness. She opened up the show with a little horseplay of her own. Hello, everybody. This is Dan Kroll, and I'm sorry to say that Hillary B. Smith will not be with us tonight. She's um, currently tied up in another job or something. I don't know. She was very irreverent when she was talking about it. But I'm Dan. I'm Dan, and I will tell you everything that Hillary really thinks, because she talked to me before she blew us off. Uh, Oh, yes, and today is April 1st. (laughs) April Fool's. Dan... (laughs) How dare you try to take over my hosting gig? (laughs) (laughs) If you take out the fact that they're on television, soap stars are really no different than the rest of us. And that means that sometimes even the best friends can fall out of touch. The only other time that we've broadcast a two-hour edition of Soap Central Live was back on January 20th, 2012, for an event that we called Bianca Palooza. It was a celebration of the character Bianca Montgomery on All My Children, and that show featured one of the most epic surprises in the history of soaps. Okay, that may be overselling it a bit, but I can tell you, no one saw this one coming. Eden, there were a lot of firsts that you were involved in. One of them was the first same-sex kiss in daytime television (laughs) history. Were there any jitters about uh, sort of that kiss going to be analyzed for you know eons and eons to come. Yeah, I mean, I was very nervous because I listen. I, I don't want to kiss anybody on you know on set with a million crew people around and under hot lights and with cameras. I mean, it's very it's a very intimate thing, and and it, it made me nervous. I think it was it might have been my first like on screen kiss of any you know same sex or opposite sex. this Olga do you think that I mean did you two talk about this was she nervous about it she wasn't nervous about anything she was a rock star well you know what let's <laughs> ask her let's bring on Olga Sajnoska welcome to So Central Live hello how are you <laughs> is <it> really you <laughs> yes is it, you know what I just looked you up online because I thought whoops you know it's been such a long time and I nearly fell off my chair. Yeah. So much has happened to you. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a mum. Thank you, and you're a mum two times over, right? I know, I know. <laughs> yes, um, oh, I'm an old God. pro by now. I cannot tell you how nice it is to hear your voice. Likewise, I was just listening to the conversation. Um, 
you're so sweet to say I wasn't nervous. I think the word is I was completely ignorant. All the stuff that you were just describing, um, I was so unaware of. <laughs> I just, uh, I really, and thinking back now, I just laugh at just how green I was to the whole, um, to the, the, the whole concept of daytime television and what this whole storyline meant and everything, you know, the historical context of it all. I just didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I was sort of told, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't get it. I get it much better now, so it makes me laugh to think. I don't know. Olga's so sexy in her accent. She's so sexy in her fake accent with those accents. <laughs> that, uh, I just, I was just, it was just sort of fun to be like such a hot couple with her. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, ditto, ditto. <laughs> well, Olga, I want to thank you so much for your surprise call into the show. Uh, it's meant so much to so many people. And for me, I want to thank you for uh, for taking time out of your day to be a part of the show. Oh, no, thank thank you. And Eden, again, uh, congratulations. Um, and I'm, I'll, be, I'll be watching you from the sidelines. What you may not know about Bianca Palooza is that I wanted every actress who had ever played Bianca on All My Children to be a part of the show. Lacey Chabert had a scheduling conflict and we weren't able to track down Gina Gallagher. Natalie Paulding, who appeared as Bianca during the scenes that eventually won Susan Lucci her Emmy, you may remember those, they were the anorexia intervention for Bianca. Natalie declined to be part of the show. Through her spokesperson, we received this message. I spoke to Natalie, and though she thanks you for inquiring, she is not going to be interested in doing the interview. Strangely, it has been easier in some cases to book high-profile non-soap stars than it has been to book some stars of daytime. Need proof? Well, on August 23, 2013, actress Paula Patton, the wife of singer Robin Thicke, phoned in to surprise her mother-in-law and Days of Our Lives alum Gloria Loring. I figured it was a long shot. You know, you never know if mothers and daughters-in-law get along. Plus, Paula is a film star, and I wasn't sure that she'd be interested in being a part of a soap broadcast. She agreed to do the show in maybe three seconds. That may be exaggerating slightly, but she immediately agreed to be a part of the show. And what was even better is that Gloria wasn't expecting Paula either. You talk about the sense of home, and I know from watching soaps and from all of our listeners who are used to soaps, they're used to the whole wacky, dysfunctional, crazy soap opera families. But it seems for you, it, you have two wonderful sons, they're both married, Each uh, you have two grandchildren. It seems quite peaceful. It seems very loving. It sounds wonderful. Well, I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, too, because we have folks who are, uh, who are listening uh, that weren't aware that you were Robin Thicke's mom. And I it's know. Funny. I actually now have a, a, like, um, a Twitter thing, like hashtag Robin Thicke's mom. <laughs> well, it's funny because we have someone who would like to talk to you about that. Let's bring in our caller. Okay. Caller up there. Hello, Gloria. It's Paula. <gasps> Paula! I'm the cutest girl in the world. Ah, how are you? How are you? You sounding very wise. I always get the best advice from you. I was listening to you, and you said all the right things. How did you know to be on this this call? Today? Oh, we have our magical ways. 
But you need all the love and attention. She's the best nana ever and the best mom. Oh, and you're also heart. so smart and wise and so spiritual. And you teach Robin and I things. You, 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 you know, ways of thinking about life all the time. Oh, you are. I got to tell you, Dan, this woman, from when I first met her, I just adored her. She was so, she was what, 16 years old, 17, I right think in I there? I 15 when I met you, I think. I think like, oh, whatever it was, it was, it was real. Yeah, it like, was as real as teenagers can be. <laughs> but I watched her. I was there when she graduated from college with Summa Cum Laude. And I mean, this amazing, brilliant, devoted, uh, in, intensely. Well, see, we're both Sagittarians, so we're very That's intense. True. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria Loring's latest book, a memoir called Coincidence is God's Way of Remaining Anonymous, is now available from online retailers. You can also get additional information on her official website, GloriaLoring.com. Most of the surprises on Soap Central Live are carefully planned. Notice I said most. It's because I'm usually at least somewhat aware of what a caller is going to say. That was not the case when Robin Madsen called in to surprise her General Hospital co-star Lisa LeCicero on July 13th, 2012. Can you say creepy? Should we yeah. take another call? Excellent. All right, let's go to the phones. We have Heather from New York. Heather, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello. Hey, Heather. Hello? How does it feel being stalked yourself, especially on... Friday the 13th, my favorite day. I'm sorry, do you not remember my name? Heather? Oh, my goodness. Lisa, it's Robin. I was going to say, for, you know what? I was about to make a joke. I was about to say, I hope it's not Heather Weber calling, but it is Heather Weber calling. How did I get so lucky? I just, I, well, I didn't want to scare you too long. You know, I was, <laughs> I was, I was scared and I, was I knew sure, who it was. You know. I actually trying to speaking, recognize your voice a little bit. You have a very distinctive <laughs> voice, Robin. I was trying to be scary. Um, it worked. <laughs> and speaking of stalking, yes. Uh, when is your fan club party again? Because I just didn't catch the date, and you know, are you going to? I just, I'm just saying. <laughs> you oh never my know gosh! Might, might surprise you, dude. If you show that would honest to God, that would be that would be the best day of my life. It is Friday, the twentieth. I'm gonna be there. If you came there, I, you know, then then it would really be the taste of Italy. Then I'll make a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're a real chef, so you probably don't want to taste my lasagna. But that's what but, I was gonna say. We need to get Robin cook. <laughs> yes, that would be I'm, Robin. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Cook lasagna for 100 people or so. You'd oh, like that. yeah, not a problem. <laughs> we could do it together. Come on over to my kitchen. Robin, we would have so much fun. You have to come. Now you have to come visit. You have to come visit. Uh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. You asked me long ago, and this is me lending you my support, and you've been such a great friend and such a wonderful actress to work with on the oh. show and the stuff uh, the last couple of days with Stephen Mars, even though, <laughs> you know, I saw a moment in your eyes. I swear you always, you said, well, I'm going to back up my boyfriend, my Stephen Mars, and if he believes in his mother, I will do the best. We will find her a lawyer together. I know you really want to like me. <laughs> 
I do. Anyway, I love you. I love working with you, and I hate what I have to do to you. Well, you know what, though? It was fun. As I'm laying here, I think we probably both still have some bruises on our legs from that. Well, I know, but we can't go there. No, I know. Okay. Although although there were some things already on the preview. Oh, there's... There's a there's a scuffle, all there's right. A, there's a little Ooh. scuffle. There's a little scuffle, at least. So scuffle sounds very dramatic and very exciting. Well, good. it got more dramatic. Oh <laughs> yeah, accidentally. Yeah, that's yeah that that's that yeah that's where we can't talk about. But it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I think the fans are going to dig it. What you may not know about that episode is that really was the first time that Lisa knew that Robin was going to be a part of her General Hospital fan club event. Robin decided right before she came on the show and announced it live on air. So you never know what's going to happen on Soap Central Live. Further proof that you really do need to tune in each and every week. Hi, everyone. Liz Masters here. I want to extend a great big congratulations to Dan and Soap Central Live on reaching the impressive 200th episode milestone. I would also like to take this opportunity to thank all of the wonderful fans for their unwavering support. You guys are truly the best. Again, congrats, Dan, and So Central Live. So I suppose if we're going to take this leisurely stroll down memory lane, we probably need to take a listen to how this whole saga began. Here's how the very first episode of Soap Central Live began back on January 8, 2010. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Soap Central Live here on the Voice America Network. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and over the next hour, I'll be here to talk about anything and everything soap. Today, we're going to take one last look back at the highs and lows of 2009 before we turn our sights ahead to 2010. In just a few moments, I'll be joined by tonight's guest, syndicated columnist Linda Hirsch. And then in the second half hour, it's going to be your turn. I'm opening up the lines, and you, the soap fans, can call in and share your thoughts. Uh, but before that, since this is the first show, I wanted to briefly let you know what you can expect from Soap Central Live in the weeks and months ahead. I see this show as a way to really celebrate the genre. Let's face it, we're all listening because we're soap fans. So this is a chance to learn more about what it takes to get your favorite soap on the air. There will be news, scoops, recaps, and I think that the most exciting part will be interviews with soap stars and other special guests. I think this show has come a long way from that first episode, at least I know that I have, or I hope that I have as a host. I was so incredibly nervous before that first show that I am still amazed, even to this day, that I was able to get through it. I was totally convinced that the show was going to crash and burn, and they were going to call and tell me not to even bother showing up for episode two. If you listened really carefully, you heard a little bit of background noise during that introduction. That was my computer telling me that there was a file done, and that I had just completed an upload for the SoapCentral.com website. I learned right then and there to make sure before going on air that everything is off. Turn off the sound on the computer, turn off the television, put the phone on vibrate, just be quiet because you never know what's going to happen when it's live on the air. And somewhere and somehow along the course of the next 199 episodes, there were also a lot of other firsts. Many of them were good firsts. We've been privileged to have several guests who chose Soap Central Live as the place for their first live radio interviews. For a newcomer to a soap, it may not seem like a big deal, but what about a star who's been on daytime for more than 20 years? 
when All My Children favorite Kate Collins appeared on Soap Central Live on December 7th, 2012, it was the first time she had a chance to do a live interview and interact with fans. Sure, she'd done other live television interviews, but this interactive experience on Soap Central Live, for her, was truly a first. She's known to daytime viewers for two All My Children roles, that of Natalie and Janet. We're going to welcome her to the show. This is her first time here. Kate Collins, welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, Dan, thank you so much. As you say, this has been months in the making. I'm excited and thrilled to be here with you guys, and I have never done this format before, so this is new for me. I'm excited. I've been doing this for two years, and it's new every week, so I can't really tell you what to expect, but I can guarantee you that we're going to have a lot of fun. We will. So let's go back and find out, when did the acting bug hit you? Did you know from the start that you were going to go into acting, or... Was there something else? Did you think you were going to be uh, a doctor, a nurse, an astronaut, perhaps? (laughs) Well, I I think when I was about eight, I did believe I was going to be an astronaut. I'm I'm sure someone will tell you that I was convinced that was my path. But certainly from the time I was in high school, um, acting became uh, my means of communicating in the world. I, I was not a very good student, and if it hadn't been for a tremendous theater teacher, who was also an English teacher at my school, I don't think I ever would have made it through high school, but I was so motivated to perform and work in the theater and build the set and work in the box office and do anything I could that I would keep my grades up. And he taught me how to utilize anything I learned in school into whatever theater program we were working on, whatever project. So that really inspired me. And so from high school on, I kind of knew I was going into the theater route. Now, I mentioned, you know, asking what you were thinking about being. And I one of the choices I gave was an astronaut. There may be some folks out there who don't know, but you also have a very famous father. If you'd like to, <laughs> to share with listeners who may not oh, know, who oh, is your dad? Sure. Sure. My dad, my dad was an astronaut. Uh, he flew twice with the Gemini program and with the uh, Apollo program. Um, so he is most well known for flying Apollo 11 with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, the first lunar landing. And he's a guy who stayed in the capsule and went round and round the moon while um, Mr. Armstrong and uh, Colonel Aldrin walked on the moon. And so that was that was pretty neat growing up. That was fun because we lived in this great community where everybody worked for NASA. They were a doctor or an engineer or an astronaut or a designer. And it was a really neat, rich environment, as you can imagine, with everybody so focused on the race to the moon, and so to be a part of that community was was just a delight. That was fun. Kids nowadays may not have heard this, but I'm sure there's an entire generation that heard from parents, if they can put a man on the moon, they can, you know, you can clean your dishes, you can do whatever. (laughs) Did anyone in your family (laughs) ever try to use that on you? Oh, no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, Dad is sort of an interesting story. He, he always said the opposite, that, you know, uh, they did their job, they did it well, uh, and that was sort of the end result. Uh, it worked. Uh, it might not have worked, even if they had done their job and done it well. So it's, it's really, he's always been about, you know, execute what you do well, always do it to your best ability, um, but there was nothing extraordinary about what they did. They simply followed a path. It was a well-laid-out path. It was thought well. It was clear, and they did their jobs. They did their jobs well, but they did do just their jobs. 
because very often people will hold him up as a celebrity or a, a hero of some sort, and he gets extremely agitated when you try that with him. Just really? work. That's, it's a, that's it's so a, fascinating. What your work is, what my work is, what a, a policeman's work is, you know, it's just a job. Just hmm. a job. That's that's absolutely fascinating to hear that, uh, and I'm you know it's I guess it's it's refreshing and surprising all at the same time to hear that that somebody feels that way. He feels strongly that way. As a matter of fact, you know what he'll say is that the hero, the hero is the person who runs back in the building to save the kids when they don't have to. The fireman who goes in to do that is doing his job and doing it well. Uh, so he really is very clear about delineating between. Uh, doing your job, and real heroism, and that we seem to have mixed it up nowadays, and we certainly have mixed up uh, whatever this thing is we call celebrity. So it, it was, as you can imagine, Dan, in my world, when you're coming along and you're a young person and you want to be an actor, you want to be a star, you want to be whatever it is, it was very helpful to have that balancing uh, input to have somebody say, you know, be be really darn careful you're doing this for the right reasons and that you don't get lost in it and you know who you are and it's about the work and about the process and that you keep it real. We know that our soap operas are not real, uh, but we will say that you certainly did earn celebrity status by joining All My Children in 1985. Before you joined AMC, what was your experience with soaps? Did you know anything about them? Did you watch oh. them? Yes, yes, yes. All My Children was my mainstay, was my show. I, I've been watching All My Children almost since it started. Um, and it was, I, I, you know, for instance, scheduled all my college classes around it. <laughs> uh, we, the, the sorority sisters, we would all get together for lunch. It was social. It was a point of conversation. It was entertainment. It was a wonderful social glue. It brought a lot of people together. Um, so, yeah, I love soap opera, and in particular, that show. Uh, it was my show, so you can imagine the day I walked on the set and actually had to then work opposite uh, Miss Susan Lucci. I was awesome. Yeah. I could. <laughs> Here on Soap Central Live, we pride ourselves in giving fans the whole total soap experience. We love to have current soap stars drop by and chat about their current storylines and let us get to know them a little bit better. But we also welcome the behind the scenes crew, whether it be technical or writers. The goal is to give fans an idea of how our soaps really come to be. We also have an open door policy for soap stars who've moved on from daytime to other areas. Just because they've moved on, it doesn't mean that soap fans have forgotten them. One former star, Cynthia James, who played the role of Days of Our Lives Lexi in the late 1980s, said that she was amazed when her PR person said that someone wanted to talk about her soap past. Here's a clip from an interview that first aired on May 11th, 2012. But up first, as Days of Our Lives fans prepare to say goodbye to Lexi Carver, we have a chance to say hello to the first actress to really breathe life into the role. But Cynthia James is not simply defined by a single role. She's transcended a childhood of violence and abuse, and she's now helping others heal their own pain. Through it all, she hopes to help everyone reveal their extraordinary essence. Cynthia, welcome to Subcentral Live. Oh, thank you, Dan. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. 
Well, you know, the invitation that fans may not know who are listening is this is something that we've planned many, many, many weeks ago back in in February. So I've been looking forward to this show for quite some time. Yeah, I, me too. And, I, you know, it's so interesting because I haven't talked about my soap life for quite a while. And so when my assistant said, yeah, they're interested in interviewing you about your soap life, I'm like, really? That is so cool. Well, and also it's an interesting bit of timing, too, since this was sort of something that was planned many months ago. Uh, you probably weren't aware that Days of Our Lives was planning on writing out Lexi, that the character will no longer be around. I was not aware of that. Wow, is, it's been a long run. What is that sort of, what thoughts go through your head when you hear that the character is going to be going away? Well, you know what, I feel, you know, I, I feel a little sad because, you know, there's, there's not that many African-American actresses that have, you know, you know, large roles on soaps. Uh, and, you know, that character evolved. You know, when, when I took over Lexi, she was, a, she was a cop and she worked with Abe. They weren't even connected romantically. It evolved. And then Lexi's character, you know, the evolution of Lexi's character has been extraordinary. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate that, that she's going away uh, because I think she's had a lot of different colors and a lot of different elements to her character. So let's rewind a little bit when you're talking about, you know, what Lexi was up to when you joined the show. How did your sort of uh, your participation in Days of Our Lives come to pass? Well, okay, this is a bit of trivia you may not even know. When <laughs> okay, I first good. went to Los Angeles as an actress, I actually had an under five part on that show um, for Nurse Sally Johnson. And... And Deidre Hall was amazing. She actually guided me on how to use, you know, the three cameras. It was really loving and wonderful. And then, you know, Sally sort of went away. And two years later, I get a call from my agent that said, they'd like you to come back as this new character, Lexi. And I was like, really? And so I got to come in and and be a cop, which was really fun because she was, you know, she had a, a, a nice personality, but she was tough and sort of no nonsense. And Gabe, uh, Abe was so wonderful because he was such a, uh, an incredible actor, so anchored in his profession and his skill, and he and he became like a friend. So it was a uh, it was a wonderful thing, and then to watch it evolve as they he had been asking for a love interest for quite a long time and then to watch the two of them uh, evolve into this love interest was quite wonderful see the one of the things i love about the show is is hearing all of the the, the backstory and getting a little nuggets of trivia uh, when they when you got the call to say that you know they wanted you to come back at first did you sort of think gee they want me to come back as Sally again, or did you not get a chance to have that beat and already find out that they wanted you for a new role? No, I did think that. I thought, well, Sally is coming back, but she wasn't all that significant, so why? And then I said, no, it's for Lexi. This cop, and I was like, really? And I said, she's an under five, and they go, no, she's a character. I'm like, really? This is so great. Well, you know, you're a young actress, and this is exciting stuff, you know. What do you think that folks don't necessarily understand, or what do you think is uh, society as a whole does not know about the world of soaps? You know, I think soaps are one of the greatest training grounds ever because it's really the bridge between theater 
and 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 film because here's the thing: you are really doing theater. You get there at you know six o'clock in the morning, and they block you just like in theater. And then you come back and you do a camera rehearsal, and so you're having to hit marks just like in theater. And then you know you come back and and, and you shoot it, and then they can edit. You know, just like in theater, they can edit between the time you go to lunch and the time you shoot. So it's this incredibly wonderful gift for an actor to be able to keep that um, that energy and that synergy that you have in theater, but you don't have the audience there. Well, as a bridge, somehow you were able to bridge from the world of acting to what you're doing now, which is uh, personal empowerment and self-help. How did how did that come about? How did we go from locking people up on Days of Our Lives as a cop to <laughs> help to helping people? <laughs> Um, you know, it was evolution. You know, I really believe that, you know, a lot of people think that they have one purpose in life, and I just really don't believe it. I feel like we are all uh, in an evolutionary process of this thing, and so what it looked like 20 years ago won't be what it looks like 20 years from now. And so while I was acting, you know, there were all kinds of personal issues that, that were coming up from my childhood so I was doing therapy, and I was taking classes and workshops, and I went through a master's program at University of Santa Monica, and I really started getting that there was, I had this gift with people. I had the ability to be with people and support them, whether it was individual or, or in groups. And so it started to be more of a pull for me to, to work there. And then, you know, how the universe works is acting just sort of started shutting down. It was, it was, um mind-boggling to me because I couldn't figure out why, you know, this acting that I was doing that had been so incredible for these many years, all of a sudden the doors were closed. And I really think it was because I was being guided to the work that I do today. Cynthia James is now a transformational specialist and one of today's best love inspirational leaders and teachers. And I have to say that her tweets and emails are always so full of positivity, which can sometimes be a rare find. You can learn more about what Cynthia is up to by visiting her website, CynthiaJames.net. In 2011, Renee Jones, who is the best-known Lexi on Days of Our Lives, dropped by Soap Central Live shortly before it was announced that she decided to retire from the world of acting. It was the first time I'd had a chance to speak with her, and she was so lovely and so charming, so now she's definitely even more missed on days. But during the interview, we learned one thing that she won't be doing in this new stage of her life. Take a listen to this interview from November 18th, 2011. Hi, Dan. Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You know, I'm great. This is the first time in 17 years that I've been doing SoapCentral.com that I've had the opportunity to talk to you, so this is... Uh, a great, great treat. Oh, wow. I don't wow. know. Where, well, where, I'm happy. Where have they been hiding you that I haven't seen you for 17 years? <laughs> <laughs> I know. What is up with that? <laughs> Do you ever come to the set? I've been there and I've seen everybody but you. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we oh, have, well. We have to make up for some lost time, so let's... I know, exactly. If Lexi's entire family were to gather around the dinner table for the holidays, what do you think <laughs> would take place? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> her entire... Well, you know, her family is only, what, Theo, Theo, Abe, Stefano, EJ, oh, with the little kids, nephews, and, and Celeste. It's an interesting... Interesting group. So that's where she's been all these years. Yeah. 
<laughs> I said, Mama, where have you been all these years? <laughs> See, that's going to just... That's going to set it up for trouble right there, the confrontation at the beginning of the meal. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. You're right, yeah, yeah. Well, what and about you? I know that Stefano loves EJ more than me. I've said it to his precious little EJ, so that's so, um, that, that rivalry would be coming out, I'm sure. Yeah. It's sounding like quite a meal. It's sounding like the place to be. <laughs> Now, one more thing before uh, I let you go, because I know we are just about out of time. This may tread into the personal, but do you consider yourself to be a good cook? No. <laughs> you didn't even think. <laughs> that came out really quick. <laughs> no, I'm not a good cook at all. Don't like, I don't like cooking. So you don't mm -mm. even pretend to, to maybe cook something? No. No. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's hey. You know what? That's that's fine. When you're you're talking about mac and cheese, and and like you said, and nobody cooks quite like your mom. That's why. Uh, yeah. I enjoy yeah, having. Yeah, I'm fine her. with. And I have no problem getting in the kitchen and washing dishes after you know. But um, I don't I don't cook, and so generally with dinner parties and stuff, I go to friends' houses. I did have someone at my house. Um, I had some friends over for a dinner party recently for my birthday, but I had somebody come in and cook the food. And then even then, I forgot I forgot the dessert. <laughs> so um, no, I'm not. That's not my forte. <laughs> oh gosh! And thank God, my boyfriend said, "I'm not with you for your cooking." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> this is going to last a long time." Then, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, it sounds. You know what? I think that's that's a great way to leave it. To let everybody remind everybody know that. Uh, you know, there, there's always something for the person who you're with to to be thankful for and to look for. It may not be cooking, it may not be uh, you know something else, but you know to to keep in mind and keep in sight that uh, there's something special about everybody. Yes, exactly. And don't make yourself do something that you don't. Well, I can't say that because some people, you know, I, I do believe that if I had a family and I had to cook for my children, of course I would cook. But because I don't, you know, then. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, well, you had me at that you do the dishes. That makes you the perfect guest at the holidays. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so, so much. So what time should I come over? <laughs> hey, you know what? It's it's Thanksgiving Day. I start cooking as soon as I wake up, and yeah, whoever shows up, there's food. Uh, I like to cook. Wow. I like to cook. There. I don't have a very large family, uh, so whatever is on the table... You know, and it's it's the island of misfit toys, Renee. Whoever doesn't have a place to go, they're more than welcome yeah. to come over and. Oh, and, that's uh, wonderful! I sit, I watch people who cook, and I I see the joy that it brings you. I admire that so much because it truly brings you joy. And I can tell people who love to cook, they they put that love into cooking, and it tastes so good. But you know, when people who don't love to cook prepare stuff for you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Jones is not the only longtime daytime star who I'd somehow never had a chance to interview before. Multi-soap vet and Emmy winner Sarah Brown has been on General Hospital as the world turns back to General Hospital, over to the bold and the beautiful, and then to Days of Our Lives. And somehow, in the course of all of that, I'd never had a chance to sit down and talk to her. So when I visited the Days of Our Lives set for the big Horton Plaza unveiling, I finally had a chance to catch up with her, and she had a really great sense of humor when I told her that she was really hard to track down. Hello. How are you? What's going on? Oh, you know, sitting in the chair. I'm uh, Dan from Subcentral, and this is very nice exciting because 
I've been doing what I'm doing for 16 years, and in none of that time have I ever spoken to you. In 16 years? How is that even possible? Have you avoided me? Be honest. You've been avoiding me. That sucks. Wow. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, so weird. It's, uh, so I'm glad. This. I feel like there's there's a whole lot in, in four minutes to, to, to hurry up and, right. and catch up. Let's do it. 16 years in four minutes. Go. Hi, this is Liz. I write One Life to Live, Two Scoops, and other Soap Central articles. I want to congratulate Dan and Soap Central Live on 200 episodes and thank all the fans who read, comment, email, and call in for making Soap Central such a fun community. Thanks also to the actors, writers, and everyone else behind the soaps we love for entertaining us on screen and when they guest on Soap Central Live. And finally, thanks to you, Dan, for giving us a place to celebrate and discuss our shows. I can't wait to listen to your next 200. For those who pursue a career in journalism, one of the first lessons they're taught is never ask a question that you don't know the answer to. Fortunately for all of you, I didn't go to journalism school. I was going to be a doctor, so I know nothing about that. And it's worked out really well because I've ended up asking a lot of questions of some of our guests where the answers have been completely unexpected, but they've given us a lot to talk about. On March 23rd, 2012, General Hospital star Jen Lilly dropped by to allow fans the chance to know her a little bit better. It came in the wake of some nastiness on Twitter with people who were upset that she had taken on the role of Maxie on GH. Jen has since moved on to Days of Our Lives, where she plays Teresa. But when she was a guest on Soap Central Live, I asked her what would fans be surprised to know about her. I guess we'll get it kicked off this way, Jen. What do you think most people would be surprised to know about you? I think most, I mean, my hobby is flipping furniture, and some people know that if they've read different articles about me, but um, I'm very much a girly girl. I love baking. I had a wedding cake business that was based out of my parents' kitchen in high school that I ran. But recently, in the past three three to four years, I've really been into, like, power saws and cable saws and flipping furniture, like finding old used furniture that people have cast aside and renewing them, and then um, I like to sell them or keep them for myself. So I'm going to thrift store gems and power tools. I go to Home Depot a lot. It's one of my favorite stores. So do you just go in there and sort of wander the aisles and go, ooh, you know, chainsaw, ooh, jigsaw? Is that sort of how it goes? Um, not really. I What I'll do is if I... I just recently got addicted to Pinterest. Oh, God, I joined Pinterest, and it's, it's you know, a travesty, really. It takes up a lot of my time. But I will find things on Craigslist that I really like for cheap, and then I'll basically try to find a YouTube video or basically a how-to DIY video, do-it-yourself, and then I'll go to Home Depot and get the tools. Um, but a lot of them I already have. I mean, I have two table saws. I have sanders, and um, my, my literally one of my best friends, she calls my, my garage Home Depot because... She's like, I could borrow anything in here. So um, <laughs> I guess that's kind of surprising about me. But I love wearing dresses and, and baking as well. So <laughs> that's my hobby. I, I don't know that I was expecting to talk about, you know, table saws today. But we can, we can work with that. That'll be, that'll be fine. We're going to go back a little right. bit to the, this wedding cake business. What is your favorite type of cake to make? I'm a big fan of yellow cake. I feel like it's super delicious, and um, I don't really like fondue. I think it tastes disgusting. It's really pretty, but it tastes gross. So I'm a big fan of the buttercream icing um, as far as wedding cakes go, but I like the cream cheese icing, and I'm really into cake pans. I mean, that's kind of one of my addictions. 
<laughs> buying cake pans. Like every time Target has a sale, my brother and my boyfriend are like, Jen, we got to go. And I'm like, wait, let's just check the cake pans. They might have cake pans. <laughs> so are we talking like, you know, do you have the little bunny pans for Easter and you have heart pans for Valentine's Day? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Any particular uh, mystery sort of cake pan, something like the holy grail of cake pans that you're looking for that maybe folks can tweet you and tell you where you can find it? Oh, well, I just recently saw this one on Pinterest that I thought was completely adorable because I'm helping plan my cousin's wedding. And um, there are these, like, these little miniature, they look like miniature three-tiered cakes. Um, I guess they're about the size of a cupcake, but they look like miniature wedding cakes, and I kind of want to get those and make her something. So I want to make her, like, 50 miniature wedding cakes. <laughs> <laughs> While I love putting together each and every episode of Soap Central Live, there is one aspect of this job that I never look forward to doing, and that's creating a memoriam section when we lose one of our favorite daytime stars. In 2010 we had the difficult task of saying goodbye to three much-loved daytime veterans, James Mitchell, Helen Wagner, and Francis Reed. We put together this very special in-memoriam montage as a way to pay tribute to three stars that provided us with countless hours of entertainment. We'll start this tribute with All My Children's James Mitchell, who played Palmer Cortland. My Dobermans. Yes, everybody was scared of them. Well, why not? I had them well trained. <laughs> yeah, well, just like that, then they'd come. Sometimes I yes, thought Father loved those nice. dogs more than he loved me. <laughs> yeah, he almost set those hounds from hell on me. <laughs> well, he did set them on me. <laughs> I didn't give anything away for nothing. Not for anything, no. It was all for me, finally. Except, except my dear loved ones, Daisy. Nobody much talks about Daisy. And it's hard for me to talk about her, too. But anyway, oh, those other ladies in my life. Loved them all. I think this calls for a toast. To Palmer Cortland. To Palmer. To Palmer. Father. Take that bug. To Palmer. My name is Helen Wagner, and I play Nancy Hughes. She has the most beautiful smile. She made me feel so at home. She's amazing. She's uh, incredible energy, incredible uh, life source for the show. She was no shrinking violet. And that, that's inspiring. Helen, I'm so proud to have worked with you for the past 18 years. You are one of a kind. Hello. I'm Frances Reed. But you know me as Alice Horton. Our very first show seems like only yesterday. A lot has happened since that first day. 
good times and bad and my goodness everything in between. We'd like to take a moment to thank you. Our loyal and devoted fans who welcome us into their homes. Some of you from the very beginning. From our families to yours. We're so happy you could join us then and now. And all the days of our lives yet to come. Goodbye. And bless you. While that message from Francis Reed was recorded as a special message to Days of Our Lives fans, I can't help but think that it also applies to the listeners of Soap Central Live. We absolutely value your listenership each and every week, whether you've been with us from episode one or you've picked up the show somewhere in between there and today's episode 200. We could not do this show without you. We appreciate you listening each and every week. We appreciate you giving your feedback, telling us who you'd like to hear as guests on Soap Central Live. We appreciate those of you who download the show later in the archives or share it with your friends and family who are also Soap fans. We would also love and appreciate you even more if you tune in for our second part of our 200th episode celebration. It's coming up right after this show, and there are some great things yet to come. We're going to have a look at some of the wackiest moments in Soap Central Live history. We have an on-air squabble between a husband and wife, We have two very funny comedians, one talking about her love for a particular soap character, perhaps it was a little unhealthy, and then another comedian who takes a look at how soap fans think that they're watching television that may be crazy and unbelievable, but in reality, soaps are tame compared to what goes on in the real world. Speaking of the real world, we'll also have some of my real-life relatives and how they came onto the show and just acted crazy. A lot of good stuff there. But then we're also going to take a somewhat more serious turn, perhaps a little bit of a detour, because Soap Central Live, while we have a great time here each and every week, we also do present some very serious information. We look at some of the health matters that are taking place on the soaps, bring on experts so we can talk about how those particular illnesses and ailments may affect people in the real world. We'll also take a look at one of the most controversial interviews that's been done here on Soap Central Live. They're also going to be a look at some of the things that have happened behind the scenes, some bloopers and outtakes going on to air, and a segment that we call The Show Must Go On. I don't mean to belabor the point, but this is a live show each and every week, so there's the possibility that anything could happen. We've had weeks where guests have not shown up as expected. We've had weeks where people have been sick. I've been sick. We've had technical errors and glitches and acts of God. There's a lot of stuff that goes on putting this show together, but I love each and every moment of it. So I hope that you will stay tuned. For those of you who are listening live, the second part of our 200th episode is coming up in just a couple of moments. If you are listening to this show in the archive, you'll be able to download part two of our 200th episode celebration so you can listen to that as well. But in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with part two of our 200th episode celebration on Soap Central Live. (laughs) 
Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll be right back.